This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. You're listening to Bush and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia, send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. And thank you to The Locker Room for sharing all things sport for this week. On tonight's show, I'm joined in the studio with LDs, the writer of the blog Sapphic City and contributor to our favourite lesbian magazine, Lottle. Welcome to Leilink, LDs. Thanks for having me. Hello. You're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now tonight I'm joined in the studio with LDs, who is the writer of the blog Sapphic City, in Melbourne of course, and the contributor to our favourite lesbian magazine, Lottle. Welcome again to the show, LDs. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. Now, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I'm LDs, I'm 24, I moved to Melbourne like four years ago. I love that you're giving me all full details. It's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure. Why not? Everyone can get to know me. I know. It's all right. Yeah. So I write the blog Sapphic City, which is all about being a lesbian in Melbourne. And it's a no, no bars blog. So anything, everything is discussed. Anything about being a lesbian, anything about being in Melbourne, I have no limits and no filter. Uh, What is your journalistic background? So I don't really have much of one. I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Arts with a major in journalism. Okay. But I just started writing. So it was just something that I got into and then I decided I was going to do my bachelor's. Fair enough. So how long have you been writing the Sapphic City blog? Sapphic City I've been doing for about 12 months and I've been contributing to Lotto for about four. Okay. And what inspired you to start writing the blog? Stupid questions from straight people. Seriously. So I'd get all these questions from people at work or from the girls back home and I was like, you know what, I am going to play with you just a little bit and I'm just going to embellish and then I didn't end up having to embellish because the stories were great enough so I was getting questions about sex and stuff like that and relationships and is it really like this and do you do that or do you really scissor and so I thought you know what I'm going to put this all on the internet and then you can read about it yourself. Yes yeah, I used to love those lovely f- questions you'd get from people so I used to tell some of my friends that if I brought someone into the lesbian community that we get like small white goods and if you do like a full-fledged conversion so like fully become a lesbian and they join our community and have have given up on men completely and see the light and say, yes, I'm a lesbian, then you get like big white goods like a fridge or a freezer. So I was like telling all my friends that... fridge, really? Exactly. So I was saying that, you know, when I want to get new white goods and things like that in my house, you know, that's how I do it. And then some of my friends would look at me and laugh and then they'd like realise, oh, you're kidding. And I'm like, yes, thank you, (laughs) cheers. And I was like, yes, guys, I am kidding because just, you know, do I ask you stupid questions? No. I always turn around and say, do I want to know about your sex life? No, not really. Yeah. My favourite is always when people ask you about, oh, you know, that like, you know, like you've written in your blog about the fact that, oh, I know this lesbian, you must, like, you know her. Yes, always, (laughs) at work, all the time. Or even my house, uh, my friend and I went house hunting the other day and her housemates, her new housemates said to her, oh my God, we used to have lesbians live here. Their names are such and such and such and such. And we're both sitting there going, we don't know them. But then again, if you introduce us to them and give us five minutes, we'll probably figure out how we know each other. It doesn't take that long, but, you know, just because we're lesbians doesn't mean that we know each other. No, you can say that, hey, I, li- I used to live next to a really cool guy. His name was George. Do you know him? 
and just just put it back on them and then they go uh what yeah <laughs> i know but yeah you do get some silly questions from people now how do you find your topics so apart from getting silly questions from straight people how do you find like you'll find topics that have just happened in the week do your my, friends have to be on constant alert that you'll end up divulging intimate my, my details friends, about them my friends are my greatest influence so sometimes I'll get requests. Okay. So Nay, one of the characters on my blog, actually asked me the other day to write the blog about going down on girls. And so that was last week's blog. And sometimes the girls will just tell me stories and I will take from that. But I've learned over the last 12 months to change the story up a bit. So all my characters have pseudonyms. So they're all real people, but they're all under a different name. And so I will send out a text message when I've picked my topic for the week. I'll send them out a text message to say, this is the topic for the week. Go. Okay. And, and yeah, and some of the comments that I get back, like especially the one about going down on girls. Oh my God. I was walking down Burke Street and I was in fits and giggles. I had to stop and sit down. It was amazing. But this week's blog is about butch women who get mistaken as men. And so I've got a fair few women that had that's happened to. So they all got a text message as well as some of the Femi girls that I hang out with. And so I got both the butch women's perspective and the Femi girls perspective. And then I've got Facebook groups as well that you're a part of from girls all over the world. So you'll say, this is the topic. What do you guys think? Because I find that we're all too, more than happy to share our stories and what's going on in our lives, just as long as you don't put names and um, details that are identifying in it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that it, within our small community in Melbourne, I think that, yeah, people are worried that they'll get sprung or something. So they're very cautious. But if you're going and, you know, throwing that out to the world, it's probably easier to get a lot of input because people are probably yeah. scared that you might divulge something and... And everybody knows who you're talking about. In the beginning, especially because I was very specific and I would get text messages from my friends saying, I don't believe you wrote about that. And so I've developed the art of just tweaking it a bit. But even though my, my friends then can still read it and say, I told you that story last week. But usually it's about their friends, not about them. See, see, there's always ways around it. Yeah. But I'm hoping your, your names for your new friends are not like, I'm reminded of the L word where they created, where Jenny wrote the book and yeah. then she changed all their names. She really made effort to change their names. They were quite similar and you could figure out who she was talking about. Yeah. Oh, well, they're a bit different. Most of the time now, at least, I, when I meet someone new and they're added to the blog, I'll give them the option and I'll say, you choose your name. And so that way I don't get any, any complaints the next week going, I don't like that name, change it. Well, it's already important. You know, I'm not changing that now. Um, <laughs> I did have one person who was in about six blogs and then she's turned around and gone, I didn't realise that was me. I don't like that name. And so I did change it for her, but we were dating at the time, so that was different. Oh, so you could have just said, no, that wasn't, was that you? No, sorry. It was the other girl I was seeing at the time. Yeah, sorry, I was mistaken. <laughs> now, one of your blo blogs I recently read was about your, your because LDs is a, a persona, more or less. Yeah. It's a persona you've created and you've embodied. You know, more or less, a, let's, let's, for want of a better term, fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. Which I think is actually a good thing to do because sometimes you have to do that to just get over stuff in your life and, and move on, right? Mm -hmm. And you're talking in this blog about Lacey. You've given quite a lot of details about yourself in that blog, about some troubling times you went through, some rock bottom times you went through, and you've put them out there for the world to read. <laughs> respect but I could never do that any regrets <laughs> not as such I think when I published that blog I was worried about a what my family would think 
because yeah. my family were very much in the dark and my co-workers finding out because I my friends outside of work knew what was going on. I told them what was going on because I needed that support. The reason that I published the blog was because I needed help from people and I didn't want to have to tell a million different people what was going on in my life because telling one person was hard enough. So, I mean, I did, it did take a lot of courage and I was on night shift at the time. So I published that at about four o'clock in the morning when I was deliriously tired because I wrote it. And then I, I just thought to myself, you know, you can't think about it because if you think about it, then you're not going to do it and then you're just going to get worse. And so I stopped, I published it and then I went to sleep for a couple of hours and I woke up to like a thousand text messages and Facebook comments and private messages from people all showing me their support and their love and that helped me get better. And so mm. no regrets whatsoever because that doing that and that support and the love that I got from complete strangers and my family and my closest friends it helped me through so yeah because in that blog you were talking about you were doing a lot of let's just say for want of a better word excessive drinking which we of course do not condone at joy and you're also talking about how you had an eating disorder and how your life you know you're suffering from depression which is actually quite common in our community unfortunately and these are these are no new issues but yeah, I've got to say, when I when I read that blog, you know, I could sort of feel similarities within myself, you know, never had any anything to the extent of what you've had, but I could see it and I could feel your pain. And yeah, I was sitting there actually trying not to get teary during the reading because I was like, whoa. But, and your family and that, were they okay with, with that? Some people in my family were, some people weren't. I went a, a fair few weeks without talking to some members of my family, but... I found that the support that I got from people in general was just amazing because, like you said, everybody is able to relate to to that blog in some way, you know, yeah. especially people in our community. And I got so many messages and emails from people, from friends of mine that I have known for years and had no idea that they'd had such problems and they just hadn't come out and said it. And so I got respect emails, but I also got emails of support from friends saying, if you never need to talk, you know, I've been through similar things, which was just amazing. So... Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit overwhelming, I have to admit. I did get into a little bit of trouble because I didn't reply to many messages but just because I got so many of them and I was... You know was... you can blog in the blog and tell people that, hey, thanks for all your love and support, but... Well, I, I ended can't. up posting a Facebook <laughs> comment that said, I'm really grateful for everyone's support. Yeah. Thank you so much. I haven't replied because I just don't know what to do. It's been... It was overwhelming because I honestly thought that people would run away from me because I was so messy and I thought that my friends would just kind of bump me off, whereas they just got closer, which is great. Which yeah, because your true friends know that you need help and they'll be there for you. Yeah. Your, your so-called fake friends, as I'll call them, they will not show you the same support. They might be there and say, oh, yes, yes, that's all cool, and then just make a whole little story in their head as to why you're doing this, but they won't actually be there. But your true friends will be there for you and they'll stick with you through thick and thin. Yeah, and they were. I mean, there were four in particular and they were there. Like They basically tag-teamed me for about three <laughs> weeks because I wasn't getting out of bed. And so yeah. one of them would call me in the morning and say, right, I'm coming to pick you up. This is what we're doing today. And there was one day in particular where I was particularly messy and this is after the blog came out and they've literally, like, one dropped me off to another one and they just tag-teamed me and I was with them and then I ended up staying at a friend's house that night because I wasn't going to get out of bed. So yeah, which is fair they enough, got, and it's they good. Got me that, up. It was good. Yeah, no, that's good because you need the support of your friends, and yeah. it's better to have. I've always found it's better to have those few true friends who will be there, f you know, for you through thick and thin, than to have a room full of people who don't actually know you and don't really, really care about you. Yeah, 
And yeah, no, it's great that you've got that. So again, respect for, for writing that. I never could do it. I would probably be too scared to write all it that. It wasn't easy. I spent about six hours in tears in front of the computer. I, I'm sure you did and I'm sure you actually probably spent a bit more afterwards I would before. Rec- yeah, I would recommend though to anybody that's going through that kind of thing, if, if you're a writer or a creative person, then just use it. You don't have to publish it. But just getting it all out on paper and it gave me time to process. Yeah. And I didn't actually realise that I was so sick from so like from six months previously. And so once I started writing and started thinking about it, I was like, oh, my God, I've been this way for a while. So it's good. It's therapeutic. So I would recommend to anybody like paint or draw or write or do something just to get it out. And start yeah, because you start reflecting on your life and you start realizing that you've actually been doing this probably longer than you realize, yeah. which is probably a, a good a good thing. And then, yeah, you can start to move on. And then maybe at some point, if you're feeling confident enough, maybe give that letter or blog to somebody to read. Yeah. And then... Asking for, I think asking for help is the hardest thing. Definitely. I think I was, the first time I got sick, I was sick for about two years before I asked for help. And then the second time I knew what was happening, but I thought I could deal with it by myself. And then a catalyst forced me to get a lot worse, a lot quicker. And so I had no choice because I was really pretty sick. So, you know, and asking for help that step. And there were two people in particular that I turned to and they were just amazing. They used to, they babysat me. It was good because I needed them there. Yeah, because so. you can usually find that when you go through something and you realise and then you sort of get better but you don't actually because you're, you're masking it and yeah. then you go back, you get really good at hiding. You do and my thing like – And people like don't said, notice. Yeah. Because you hide yourself or, you, or you, you do not see certain people because you know that they'll see it and so you don't see them on certain days and things like that. Yep, and Eldice is the perfect way to do that because <laughs> if you see me at Sunday Licious, I'm in a corset and I'm covered in makeup and sparkly stuff all over my face. And you can't help but smile. No, exactly. And I always get the girls out. It's a it's a prerequisite in our community. Sorry. <laughs> no, and, I know it's totally right. And that's you know what my current girlfriend and even the one like the girl I was dating before that they said to me, you know, I never knew your name, but I always knew you as the girl with the boobs. Because that's just what I do. And yeah, I, see, I've seen you around and I've seen you in the girl. In the, I've known you as the girl. In the, okay, no, I didn't say the girl in the boobs, but it's the girl in the corset. Yeah. Because I've always known that Ying. And, yes, yeah, so when I met you, it was like, oh, okay, put name to face. Oh, yeah, sorry, look f- slightly higher up. Yeah. Indian, there's the eyes and in, there's the face. Indian <laughs> Tracy used to call me the girl with the personality. She's, she's got great personality, you know. But Eldis is the way to do that because I'll go out and I'll get drunk and I'll just party on and so nobody notices, but I'm actually not drinking anymore. That's good. So I haven't had a drink for two months. So if you see me out, I, I drink lemon lemon bitters, just saying. Yes, no, that's good. No, no, it's good because sometimes you just need to like full on go cold turkey or sometimes you can just – it's hard to sometimes just limit it. It's, yeah. I think it's better to go cold turkey and then maybe at some point maybe think about it. But, yeah, if you've been in that place, it's probably not the best thing. And I'm not the best person to give advice on because I don't drink excessively and I don't know. But anyway, we're going to go to a song and a few messages. So you've been listening to Busher. This is Leilink on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Busher and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now we're getting a few messages from people about support and that they understand what's what LDS is going through and, and thank you everybody. I'd love to read out your messages but you're just, you're just 
flooding us in the grid, but we do appreciate that you're all messaging in. And if you need some support, you know, talk to some friends, seek out some some people. You know, we do have the lesbian and gay switchboard, which you can contact and you can give them a call and have a chat with them. Don't sit alone. You're not alone, people. Just go and chat to people. But yes, thank you for all your support and love. And I'm sure, Eldice, you're appreciating all this love and support you're getting from the community. I love it. It's one of the best things about our community, I think, is that we all support each other no matter what. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. We can just go go through it. So, you know, if you want to send us a text, that number is 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. And just slow down the messages, people, because I can't read them all out. Because, yeah, I'm up to way too many and I want to continue the interview. So I am talking to Eldies. Now, Eldies is the writer of the Sapphic City blog, which you may all be familiar with. And also she's a regular team member of Lottle and, and contributes a lot to that. So what is it like to write for one of Australia's major lesbian magazines. I love it. The last couple of months have opened so many doors for me and introduced me to some great people. At the moment, I'm one of the only reporters in Melbourne, so that suits me fine because I get the invites. <laughs> That's the, always handy. It's fantastic. I'm, I get to go to the Gangsters Ball in a couple of weeks, which is great, yeah. and I'm covering Melbourne Fringe, which is by far my most favourite opportunity yet. I went to the launch party the other day and I am sampling some artists, all <laughs> queer artists, and so I'm interviewing people mm. and I'm getting previews to their shows and I've never actually participated in Fringe. And so <laughs> I'm looking at all these acts going, this is amazing. And it's great. And I'm actually just started as a social media intern with them. Yeah. And so I'm getting to talk to the other girls that work with them and they're all over the country. So it's really good for networking. Plus I get to meet other, not famous lesbians, but semi-famous lesbians and country music stars and stuff and... Penny Wong. See, you've met some fabulous people. Now, you're doing an internship. So, because I saw recently they've they've posted that they're looking for interns. Yeah. So, you applied, I'm guessing, and were successful in, in getting through the process? Yep. Is so that the, my understanding, yes? Yeah. So, the internships that they were advertising the other day are editorial internships. Yes. I'm a social media intern. Okay. Because I can't, they're based in Sydney and yeah. I'm not moving to Sydney anytime soon. So, I do, I run the Facebook page, I do the Instagram and Twitter accounts, those kind of things but there's seven of us so we have a day a week okay that we manage all those kind of things and so when you talk to someone on a Thursday on the Facebook page that's me okay. so yeah so that's, that's my job and so it makes it easier because I don't have to commute to Sydney every day from Melbourne yeah which um, could be expensive it could be but it also has its downside in that I don't actually get to meet the editorial team so I am planning a little weekend away in Sydney so I can go and meet people and but with things like Skype and things like that you can you can touch base yeah and it's good especially because Lottle is affiliated with Curve magazine Mm. in America and so we've got Facebook pages where we're all a part of it and so we have big Skype conferences yeah there's 17 of us okay um, interns between Curve and Lottle yeah and so we all sit there and we have a chat to each other and it's great because like the Australians are in their jammies because it's like midnight here <laughs> and the Americans are all at lunch or whatever yeah it's interesting I think the Aussies would always be in their in their PJs regardless of what time you'd, you'd give Ex- them thing exactly you know? and the language barrier is a bit interesting too because we had to do this like get to know you survey and I said I have I, I've got a bit of a dodgy heart and I said that I've got a dodgy heart and they've turned around and gone what's dodgy and so this other Australian girl from Western Australia she's like is that one of those Australian things that we say that nobody else gets yeah, I know. You, you, you realise that. I never thought we had accents in Australia until I moved overseas and then went, oh, my. like I knew we had accents like in the outback and in, you know, mm. those. But I didn't think the, the broader population of Australia had an accent until I moved away and then met Australians and went, oh, my God. Even we have an accent and we have, yes, a lot of those terms that, that we think are completely normal that no one actually understands. 
And when they from, translate, they get confused. Yes. And even from state to state, though, like I moved from Newcastle mm. and some of the colloquialisms in Victoria are different. So we say carton, not a slab and stuff like that. And yeah. I went home the other week and I've come back and my girlfriend's turned around and gone, you sound like such a bogan <laughs> because I just say things differently. Whereas when I go home, they think I sound a little bit more posh. Now, in your blog, you're given the freedom to pretty much, you know, no holds bar, as you've said. So you'd be able to write whatever you want and just go for it. But writing in a journalistic forum such as Lottle, you've got to be a little bit more controlled. You've got to show a balanced art, you know, article. You've got to have that information and research. How is that different? I think writing for Lottle has actually been a really good challenge because, like you said, I just I pretty much write whatever I want from my blog and I send it to one of my friends who she edits for me. Okay, edit, yep. Edits it for me. <laughs> and, and so she'll put grammar and spelling and stuff in there because I'm terrible at that. I'm a writer who can't spell. Whereas you're, Lottle, you're not alone. There's actually quite a few. <laughs> it's terrible. Whereas with Lottle, I, I mostly interview people. And so that's a totally different style of writing. So it's not writing about what people get up to. It's actually question, answer, question, answer, and then trying to make that relatable to people as well as readable because yeah. nobody likes a question, answer, question, answer kind of format, you know. And then I have to think about the questions and I have to meet up with these people, which is great because I like getting to know new people. So it's all fun and games. So it's broadened your horizons. Yeah, really, a, a lot. And especially because I'm I'm looking to expand on that. So I'm working on my interview skills and doing this, that and the other. And yeah, so who knows? Who knows where it will take me? Now, when it comes to interviews, do you get to select who you interview or do, do Lottle pretty much let you know who you'll be interviewing or is it sort of a mix between the two? It's a mix between the two. So I'll get emails saying, this person's in Melbourne, would you like to interview them? And I'll say yes or no. I very rarely say no. <laughs> that um, <was> good. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll get the, – there's free-for-all ones, which are more phone interviews, and so we'll get a big group email and they'll say, this is one's up for grab. And so on Wednesday I'm interviewing Casey Donovan and so I was all over that. I'm like, yes, with my phone, emailing as quick as possible. <laughs> I'll do that. So they just give you the option. But I'm supposed to do one to two articles a month for the magazine and then I'm given the option to do extra interviews for the website and stuff like that. Okay, now what does the future hold for LDs? Mm, who knows? I because <laughs> you're opening a lot of doors at the moment. Yeah, well, I'm I'm here at Joy doing the, <laughs> the Taste of Radio course, so hopefully that which we highly do recommend. Yes, of course, it's so much fun, and that even that I'm meeting some great new. people Oh, I know. With. I've met some great people in my Taste of Radio too. I still hang out with and am friends with. You know, I think there's a friends for life that I created in that course, yep, and it was and just the best thing I ever did. And different kinds of people too, yes. which is fantastic. But I'm doing that, and I'm at uni, so I'm studying journalism. So I'm hoping to do some internships <laughs> next year if I get time to sleep. So yeah, sleep you know. is sort of important. Well, I'm also a nurse, <laughs> so I work shift work, and I deliver babies, and so yeah. So who knows? <laughs> Oh, my God, you sound more busy than I am. It's nice to be someone that is that. So, yeah, so what are you planning next? Because you've conquered the blog. You've done the journalistic stuff. I'm, I'm looking to get into some more mainstream publications. I'm quite concerned about being cast-typed okay. as, as a lesbian writer. Not that there's anything wrong with that, and I love Lottle and writing my Sapphic City blog, but I would like to do some more mainstream stuff, get to interview some different kinds of people, maybe work for more commercial yeah. publications yeah. and, of course, get paid more for them. Yeah, but that's always nice. It's always <laughs> nice, especially because... You've got to eat. Yeah, exactly. And Lot will pay me for some stuff, but at the moment, like I said, I'm a nurse, so I do that to pay my bills. So I'd like to be able to just do what I want and get paid for it. Yeah, it would be fun, wouldn't it? It, it would. So, And then like, I'll finish the Joe the Taste of Radio course and we'll see where that goes too. 
Yeah, we could have you on the grid next next season, mm, which would be crossed. nice. Yeah, that would be nice actually. We need a bit of a girl power on the grid more. We need we All need a bit of power. yeah. We need some women, more women on the radio. Mm. It's very important. No, it is. It is. Uh, there's there's very few of us who who do single shows, and it's just very important to have more of the the sisterhood out there. Well, who knows? You might see Sapphic City, the radio version. There you go. Oh, that sounds that sounds hot. Actually, I like that. <laughs> I dropped the octave. Ooh. Okay, so you're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Now head over to the joy.org.au homepage right now and you'll find our banner on the right-hand side of the screen. Click on that to connect with us via social media, download the podcast or send me an email at leilink at joy.org.au. So you're listening to Basha, this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now tonight I'm still joined in the studio with Elise, who is the writer of the Sapphic City <laughs> Facebook, Facebook Sapphic City blogs. I'm getting all flustered. And also you're a regular contributor to our favourite lesbian magazine, Lottle. I am. You are. Now, Sapphic City, it's a great blog. Thanks. What is the website if people would like to find it? It's sapphiccity.wordpress.com. And so it's Sapphic City with a double P-H. Okay, good. Sappho, the woman god. Yes, 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 okay. Now, I would like you actually to read a edited version of your blog because it is sort of 8 o'clock on a Wednesday and we can't really do the real hardcore version because we may get a few complaints and I'd like to continue Joy being on the radio because <laughs> <laughs> no point in we getting the radio killed because no. we were a bit, whoopsies. Do you have a blog prepared for us? I do. This one's one of my first. Yes. It's called Sex Degrees of Separation. But if you want the saucy ones, by all means, hit up the website because they're all there. Just make sure the kids are in bed first because you'll laugh and then they'll want to read them. Yeah, and some of your pictures and stuff in there is just great. I love those. (laughs) (laughs) They just keep me entertained. They are, and some of them are not appropriate for little people viewing, no. No, but some of the messages are just perfect. I think they're great. I have to admit, when I'm writing, it's usually about two o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting there and I I will be messaging my friend's excerpts going, look how funny I am because (laughs) it's two o'clock in the morning and I think it's hilarious or even just the pictures. But my friends usually send me the pictures to put in there going, look, I found this to go with your topic for this week. See, that's great. Yeah. All right. All right, LDs, read away. Like I said, it's called Sex Degrees of Separation. We've been working up to this all night. We both know it. The flirting, the not-so-casual touching. This is not my usual Sunday-licious flirting. I mean business. Dancing a little left of the dance floor, her hand on my hip, the other on the small of my back holding me close, her hands around my neck, fingers in my hair, sending shivers down her spine. She's just toying with me now, waiting to see if I'll make the first move. Normally I would, but tonight I feel like being pursued. I tilt my head to the side, I look up at her through my lashes, and I give her a shy little smile. This does it. She pushes me against the wall, pinning me here with her hips. Hooking her finger under my jaw, she tilts my face to meet hers. Her beautiful ice blue eyes piercing my very hot soul, making my heart melt. I couldn't move even if I wanted to. Our lips meet. The kiss is cautious. Experimental. Both of us feeling the other's reactions. Her lips are soft and sweet. I can't help but relax my mouth just a little bit, allowing her tongue the room to slide over my lips. This small movement ignites a fire between us, her hand in my hair holding me there, her body pressed against mine allowing me to feel her every reaction to my touch. A small moan escapes my mouth. (laughs) I wish. I snap out of my fantasy and look around. Sundaylicious at the Wharf Hotel. It's one of my favourite events and the one place I'm guaranteed to see the subject of my little fantasy. If only I had the confidence to flirt back if she was flirting with me at all. I can never really tell. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm a conic flirt to the point where many people think I'm a little bit of a player. But when face-to-face with someone I find attractive, it takes all of my concentration not to blush, which apparently is quite an endearing quality, or to give myself away, unless I have ingested a fair amount of liquid courage beforehand. Yeah, yeah, cute, I know, and extremely embarrassing. But I'm a dork, and I'm just a little bit nerdy. All my dorky awkwardness aside, and my inability to instigate serious flirtation, The other hurdle I am faced with in this situation is the all-too-common complication of sex degrees of separation. Anyone who is a member of a minority society knows what I'm talking about. The moment when you wave at your crush from across the room and your friends turn to you and say, say, you weren't just waving at insert name here, were you? When this happens, you may as well give up and move on because odds are your friend has either A, had sex with your crush, B, been screwed over by your crush, C, know someone who has had sex with or been screwed over by your crush, or if you're a lesbian in Melbourne, D, all of the above. <laughs> oh. This happened to me and Sarah at Sunday Licious the other day. Sarah, you didn't just wave at Indy, did you? Me. Sigh. As soon as I heard those words leave her mouth, my mind's eye put my little fantasy back in my spank- bank. My bad shut up shop for the day because I definitely wasn't going home with Indy, nor would I be asking her out as much as I wanted to. I'm a fiercely loyal friend to a fault, apparently, because Indy's really attractive with eyes that just make me melt. But Sarah clearly has an issue, so I settled myself in with my JD and Coke and try to concentrate on Sarah's story while my sex drive cries out mourning for what could have been, you know, had I actually grown a pair of decent-sized ovaries and bought her a drink in the first place. So long story short, Indy was, and to the best of our knowledge, is still part of Sarah's ex's social group. Awkward for any relationship that didn't end well when you considered the dividing of friends, her side and her side, the complaining, the foul play. But in this particular case, there were a myriad of despicable events that led the, to the demise of the relationship that make me ashamed to call Charlotte a fellow sapphic sister and a woman. So this does complicate things just a little bit. In hindsight, though, Sarah has not slept with Indy, and Indy has not screwed her over in any way nor has she screwed over anybody else that we know so I say whatever I will please god give me the confidence flirt with her if and when I see fit and hopefully a little bit more but my point is that in this little suffix city that I call Melbourne you can't break up with someone via a cat fight or have any bad blood between the two parties because everyone knows everyone and the next time you walk into DNM, your dirty laundry will be all over Facebook pink sofa and every smartphone in the joint It's not worth the drama, but it's fun to observe. What can I say? I like to watch. So my advice, ladies, keep it clean, not mean. Love each other just a little bit more. And if you see Indy, send her my way. Very nice. Now, that was Elise reading her Suffolk City blog, Sex Degrees of Separation. Yes. Mm, Interesting. It's so true, though. We all know each other. And... So I ended up dating Indy for a couple of months. So it worked out really well. Yay, see, so you finally see. grew a pair of ovaries. Yeah. I do like that, that, that statement. Ironically, at, at DNM. Good. No, she grew a pair of ovaries and okay, started talking good. to me. Fair enough. But I seriously walked into Sunday Licious and Sarah, Sarah's looked at me and gone, no, you can't, you can't go there. I can't have it. And Sarah was my ex. <sighs> so I'm sitting here, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> It's such a lesson. Find new friends. No, 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 just kidding. Yeah, I know. It can it can be awkward. Yeah, it is difficult when you when you're coming into the community. And it's something that I don't think straight people understand because I go to work and when I first started dating Indy, Sarah had a huge problem with it. And my friends at work were like, What what do you mean? What's going on? And I'm sitting there trying to explain the situation. They're going, You're still friends with your exes? And now Indy and I have broken up and I'm friends with Indy and Sarah and I'm dating someone new. <laughs> 
Oh, it sounds like days of our lives. I know. But the girls at work, they love it because they always ask me questions. Because <laughs> they're like, so how's, how's this one this week? You know, at least it's entertaining. Yeah. See, the thing is that I've always said that in the, in the straight community, it's like the ocean. You pretty much will never meet the same person again. Very rarely will you meet that same person again. If, if you're in the same social circles, yes. But if you've just met these random people, the likelihood of meeting them again are quite small. But we are more classified as, I'd say, like a puddle. Yep. A nice little rock pool. Oh, that's beautiful. So you can tell you're a writer. <laughs> uh, yes. And we all know each other's business. And if you just stay away from your ex's ex's ex, then you'll always be alone, right? <laughs> No, no, just kidding, ladies. It's not possible, not physically possible, not when there's only so many girls' night in a month, and especially Sunday Licious, because it is my favourite event to go to. Oh, I love that And I'm always there, and so I'll rock up, and then my ex will be there with her new girlfriend, and so the girlfriend will have a problem with me, but the ex won't. It'll be fine. And then my girlfriend has a problem with my ex, and you're just sitting there going, I'm going home, or where's the bar? Yeah, I know. It It can be a little bit difficult, but... What I found, which is quite funny, when I look at like Natsuki's group who runs the Lesbian Social Fun Club, yeah. she actually has a lot of women in that group who've never been on the scene. They're the ones you need to tap into, <laughs> for want of a better term. I was thinking, really? Well, okay. I'll do so. Well, go, right, go, go straight to the, to the gold. Yeah. And I was telling Natsuki that she needs to get these women out there, not just for the sake of of bringing their confidence, but for the sake of bringing fresh meat into the community. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would be good. One of my friends just started dating someone who is not on the scene at all. And I'm mm. like, you need, you need to hold on to that. Just don't let it go because you're never going to find somebody else like that ever again. Yeah, so it just doesn't the- happen. It does. You've just got to be a bit more selective or just careful or cautious and, you know, try not to air your dirty laundry in public is what I say. I write a blog. Yeah, see. <laughs> oh. It just doesn't work. It's like, it's like Taylor Swift. She can't not write a song about breaking up with someone and putting it on and becoming an, a hit, you know. I have to say in my last relationship when it ended, my ex actually messaged me and she's like, look, you can't put any of this in your blog because it didn't end well and now I'm saying it on radio which is great because I we don't know which blog. relationship it is uh, that's exactly right see ah uh, see so you're safe <laughs> oh well thank you LDs for giving us insight into into all things Suffolk City and of course Lottle and you sharing can. and sharing our blog we really do appreciate your time and we hope you will join us here in the future for maybe I don't know a Suffolk update <laughs> Oh, who knows? Sunday Licious is coming up in two weeks. I could leave that place with a lot of stories. See, that would be good because I'm not really that observant. So I don't notice that half the stuff is happening. So that would be good that I get a highlight of what I actually missed. It's good. I'm not drinking. And so everybody else gets drunk and they make idiots of themselves. And then I come away with. No, no, not everyone. No, we don't condone that firstly. And not everyone gets drunk. No, that's true. That's very true. There's a little corner of us. No, there's not. There's quite a lot of us who only have a drink or two and that's it. You don't need to have a drink to have fun. No, that's exactly right. You'll usually find me on the dance floor. Yeah, I'm there. With right my there. friends, yep. It's the only place to be. Getting down to Kylie or whoever's playing. And rubbing up against other women. Um, as long as that's your girlfriend, that's fine. Uh, if you're single, go for it, ladies. If you're rubbing up against my girlfriend, you're in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, mine too. <laughs> you know, don't like that. But anyway, okay, so you've been listening to Basha and this is Lay Link on Joy 94.9. And thank you once again, Eldies. No worries, I'll see you next time. Okay, good night. Good night.
Hi, I'm Kylie Minogue, also known as Kylie from Camberwell. Hey, it's Richard Reed. Hey, this is Winter Gordon. Hi, Matt Preston from MasterChef. What's up, party people? It's the legendary DJ Spinderella. Hey there, I'm Adam Lambert. Hello, this is Kate Sobrano. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Alexandra Burke. This is Katie Noonan. Hi, this is Francois Agatz. Hello, this is Katie Lang. G'day, I'm Barry Bissell. Hello, this is Tina Arena. Hi, this is Paris Wells. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. Hi, this is Tim Campbell. Hi, this is Sierra. Hi, I'm Vanessa Morosi. Hey, I'm Darren Hayes. Hi, I'm Jay Leonard. Hi, I'm Shaka Khan. Hi, this is Kathy Freeman. Hi, I'm Daniel Kowalski. Hey, this is Jane Lynch, and you're listening to Australia's Gay and Lesbian Radio Station. Hey, everybody, this is Chris Willis. Put your hands up for Australia's first gay and lesbian radio station. All night and day long, Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. That was my best radio voice. This Joycast is a free service. Brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast. Brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.